0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is sponsored by Podcast Bookers, podcastbookers.com. Podcasts are really hot, right? But you know what's also really hot? Appearing as a guest on one of the many, many podcasts out there. Think about it. Much easier than writing a guest blog post. You get some high-quality content. You get great backlinks. People want to share that content. Maybe you can even transcribe that content. Being a guest on podcast, getting yourself booked on podcast, is a really, really great SEO tactic, great brand-building tactic. Podcast Bookers can get you booked on two to three to four podcasts every single month on autopilot. Go check it out, podcastbookers.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and this is another solo episode. I want to talk today about a number of channels, marketing channels. We've got about 18 of them today. I think when I started my business, we had six or seven ways to reach our prospects and customers. We've got a bunch of them now today. And one of the things that I think is important is to understand, first off, you don't have to play in every channel. I think that's one of the things that's causing a lot of stress with a lot of business owners and marketers today. What you do have to do is get very good at playing in the right channels and additionally getting very good at integrating those channels or at least understanding how they support each other. And I think that's a a challenge for a lot of folks. We look at social media, we look at content, we look at SEO, we look at PR, and we think that they're all separate things out there doing a separate job. And I think when you look at them together and actually intentionally think about how they can support each other, you amplify the effect or the impact, I think, of each. So I want to focus on three today. I want to talk about content and social media and SEO. I consider those really separate channels. However, (laughs) Content is air for marketing today. It, it really powers uh, every step in the customer journey, and clearly is one of the most uh, essential marketing channels. In fact, it probably is not really even fair to consider it a channel uh, anymore because I think it's it's you know it's like the gasoline that goes in the car. Uh, you really have to have it, uh, no matter what kind of car you have. So, when it comes to the lead generation components of the customer journey that I often refer to as uh, know, like, and trust. If you think about the brands or the businesses out there online that I think succeed the most, they think about their content in three different ways. Certainly, it has to be discoverable. I mean, people have to be able to find it somehow. Um, I think then the next test is once they do find it, do they want to share it? Is it something worth Sharing and the ultimate test, I think, is people that attract prospects to their content that is easy to discover, easy to share. They go deeper inside the organization and actually find solutions when that content is also useful. And I think that that's how we have to think about content is no more, no longer simply a way to attract search engines. Ultimately, you can stop there, and a lot of people that do stop there. They produce a lot of content that has a lot of great keywords that's optimized, and they get some links back to it, and then, and consequently, their content's showing up on page one. But when somebody goes to that because they have a problem they're trying to solve, and they went to a search engine, and they went to that content because they found it in a search engine, but then it lays there kind of flat and isn't that useful, you typically don't get much value from that so I want th- I want you to think about those three stages um, and that we think about as we produce content, as we have a content strategy, that we are are producing content that certainly is discoverable, but it's also shareable and ultimately is useful. So let me break each of those down. I think a lot of times discoverability is is seen as an SEO play, and and you know, frankly, that's that's what it is, but but content obviously drives SEO today. I mean it's very, very connected. But there are a lot of search terms that are very competitive and so everybody's out there competing for the search terms that they want. Everybody goes out there and and, and tries to rank by doing good keyword research and having targeted messaging and maybe knowing a lot about their users so they, they know what their users are looking for. Maybe even develop an, a sense of intent so that they can use really good on-page uh, practices. So the metadata and the internal linking and and even the off-pages, the organic links that they get and the social signals. These are, all, these are all kind of the SEO practices that make your content discoverable, but it has to start with a content strategy that says, yes, we want people to find that, but that's not where we want them to stop. Once they discover our content, I really think that the degree to which it's then shared, <laughs> is actually going to determine how widely it is distributed, and it's sort of ironic. But but by thinking about shareability of content, you're actually multiplying uh, the the impact of search engine results because shares are going to draw links and you know other important SEO signals. But they're also going to increase your audience, and that's going to draw more people. I mean, it just really builds. You can see how these things are are really uh, kind of put together. So if we build our content with the idea that we can get a higher share rate, one of the, of course, benefits to that is that you actually don't have to produce as much content. I think there was a time when people went out there and just content, 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 and they produced lots and lots of content, and all that content got ranking, and maybe it got traffic, but nothing happened. Bounce rates sword or people didn't click to another page because the you know the content was so thin it wasn't very valuable but if you produce content with that that is very focused on how to do something why to do something lists you know have great headlines uh great calls to action in the content maybe upgrades in the content the content's very scannable you use Really impactful images. Um, you pay attention to what your content looks like on a mobile device and a tablet as well as a desktop. You know, these are all things that you can build into your SEO optimized content that then make that content for that person that views it much more share likely. And I think that that's a component that you have to think of as, um, as a piece. Now share likely is going to involve social media. So this is really, I think, one of the best, uh, ways to think about your content um, in the social media space is that you're sharing all of your content. You are making it very shareable. You are expanding the reach um, with the idea that other people then are going to find it outside of search engines, outside of your immediate network, and you're going to get into other people's networks this way. Now, the, as I said in the beginning, I think the ultimate measure of success of, of really any SEO plan is then the degree to which people who discover your content and share your content also find that content useful enough to quote, to bookmark, to link to, and to consume deeply. And I think that that's uh, a huge component of this. Because if if content is so useful that we want to dive in, we want to go pages in to a website because we've linked that content together to make it even more useful. And this idea of packaging your content around hub pages, which I've talked about before and will link to uh, uh, another uh, article that I've written on that. This idea of linking your content together to make it even more useful, I think is a really important part of the trust building in the journey stage. And so what happens is people have a problem. They go out there searching for a problem, not for your solution. Maybe they don't even associate what you offer with their problem. But they're trying to uh, get a problem solved. And so then they come to your website and you've not only addressed their problem, but you've given them an entire guide for how to solve it. You've linked together eight or 10 pages or at least associated uh, all of your content uh, that is related to that topic in a way that you've packaged it to make it easy to consume. That's the content that people not only love to share, but they love to link to it, and they love to to bring other people to it that 's the kind of content that is going to not only then re- make your SEO more effective and make your content more discoverable uh, because Google sees the signals uh, that are being sent to that content that 's the kind of content that is ultimately going to lead people to buying your products and services because you've not only addressed their problem and you've not only made it easy for them to consume the content, you've not only built trust signals, which is just gonna make you show up on page one, which by the way is another trust signal for your content, you are going to uh, essentially give somebody a reason to dig in on their own and discover that what you sell is going to actually solve their problem. And I think that that's how we have to think about content really in the entire journey is that 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 SEO and social sharing component is so, so important. There are a couple metrics that I love to look at when I'm trying to analyze somebody's content. And I do this uh, quite often. Because what I have found is that um, if you use some of these tools, like I use Ahrefs is the one that I use. So obviously, uh, the amount of SERP ranking. So the amount of page one, you know, keyword phrases driving traffic to page one. I mean, that's that's one metric that you want to pay attention to. And obviously, that amounts to, if you've done a good job with your metadata and you've done a good job with your descriptions, um, typically that will amount to more organic traffic because your click-through rate will go up uh, because you're optimizing those uh, SERP snippets, but that's really a measure, obviously, is how much organic traffic. If you've got a bunch of page one search engine results and you're getting click-throughs on that, you're going to get traffic. Now, I also like to use a tool called BuzzSumo. um, And again, I've talked about this. We'll link to it in the show notes. There's lots of things I like to use BuzzSumo for. I've probably done a show on just on Buzz Sumo. But one of the things that they uh, will show you is they'll, they'll they'll really dive into your content from a social media standpoint. How much sharing is going on? What kind of content gets shared to the most? Who's linking to it? Uh who's tweeting it? The length of the content, uh, the the format of the content. All the really breaks down really all the sharing activity that goes on in your content. And so I love to look at that kind of share data, because in many cases, it will clearly point to your best content that's being shared. And most of the time, that's longer content, that's more in-depth content, that's content that people find very useful. So I love to look at at that, you know, in terms of, of how somebody's doing. And then the last piece, and you can get this number from Ahrefs, is there's actually a measure of the organic traffic, the value of that organic traffic. So let's say you have two websites. One website is getting 1,000 visits a month from organic traffic, and the other site is getting 1,000 visits a month. So you'd look at those and you well, think, well, that's, you know, they're about par. But what are they getting those click-throughs for? What key phrases are they getting those through? What pages are they showing up on page one, or what search terms are they showing up on page one? And so what this uh, metric does uh, by determining values to say, if you went out and you had to buy that traffic, you had to go to pay-per-click, let's say I'm a marketing consultant and I wanted to rank high for, you know, Google My Business or pay-per-click campaigns or, you know, some aspect of marketing. And if I didn't rank for that page and I, and the only way to get traffic for a search for that term would be to buy ads, it basically says, well, if if same amount of traffic, our thousand visits, if you had to buy that at $6.57 a click or whatever it would cost, you know, here's what the value of that traffic is. And it's amazing to see compared to websites that get the same amount of traffic, but for the right search terms, the ones that have commercial, high commercial intent, the ones that people are bidding a lot of money for because they're the most important search terms for their industry. Typically, those are the terms that turn into buyers. So by looking at that metric, I could, the value of your organic traffic is a tremendous metric to, to really allow you to see how you're stacking up. And the, the the obviously, it's a nice metric to see how you're stacking up, but it's also a great measure, I believe, in the job that you're doing with this discoverable, shareable, and useful. Because typically what happens is, your content it becomes more discoverable because it was useful. It's more shareable because it was useful. And so it's like this vicious positive cycle that ends up making your traffic and visits worth so much more. So if you buy into this idea of looking at the integration between social media and SEO in your content... Go back and, and read what I've written about what I call hub pages. There's another uh, actual solo podcast that I did on these uh, hub pages, and we'll link to it in the, uh, in, in the show notes of this show uh, because it will really help you get started, I believe, in embracing this idea of producing content that is useful. That's it for today. Take care.